I thought we already started. I thought we already started. I, I think this is the show. This is, <laughs> this is the show? Oh my god, shit. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> this feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah, well, welcome to Don't Feed the Artist. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. I'm Adam. Oh, shit. And I'm Jackson, and we're going to step on each other's toes as if this is our first podcast with uh, the Boombox. So, uh, welcome to Don't Feed the Artist. There you go. That's one. I, I have some kombucha, so we might, if I work up enough steam, I might get some, uh, uh, some action on that, too. Um, <laughs> and uh if you can't tell things are uh, a bit different for us right now um anybody want to tackle that right now well um we're, we're i'm i'm at home uh usually i'm not at home when i do this so that's different what about you guys somebody said something about me but i don't know what because uh, you know the internet's kind of overloaded right now but i'm also at home why why is the internet overloaded right now uh, everybody is on Zoom. So uh, right now we're recording uh, remote. None of us are in the same room that I'm aware of. Uh, None of us are in the studio right now. Yeah, the studios. And, you know, it seems like this is going to be our first episode back. So uh, welcome back, everybody. Everything seems to be going splendid. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, of course, I mean... I don't want to tackle exactly what's going on in the world, but, you know, for future historians who are uncovering what's happening right now, uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Do you think future historians are are going to be looking to us? Like, they're going to be like, for help? uh, Yeah. We have to find out what happened. We heard about this Don't Be the Artist podcast. They're the only ones who recorded a podcast about it. The quintessential popular culture podcast. Oh, yeah, because we'll, we'll have the advantage of... Oh, some people were even recording from Skype. <laughs> Hashtag sponsor. I can't sponsored. believe you said that. So, um, After we already said something about Zoom, I can't believe you mentioned Skype. <laughs> I thought we were using FaceTime. I don't have an iPhone. You're sitting in front of a Mac. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big iPhone. <laughs> And there's another one. Whoa, how did you do that and record at the same time? <laughs> okay, this Matt isn't going to be visual, so we can't have visual gags. I think this is just devolving into us just hanging out with each other, <laughs> which is okay. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that why people listen? Well, I uh, have no clue. I mean, probably not, but maybe. Hagen, what you got? I, I, I was, I was going to say, I mean, we, can, we definitely should talk about, you know, why we're doing this. Um, why we're doing this from home and doing it remote, but uh, it has been a long time since we've done an episode, so it might be good to uh, just talk about, you know, how we've been, what we've been doing. There have been a lot of yeah. life updates, a lot of things that have happened. Recap, I uh, moved from Denton to Dallas, and for anyone who doesn't know, that's like uh, from Denton to Dallas is about uh, 45 minutes to an hour south. Uh and yeah, that that's my big life update. Really, nothing other than that. I mean, and I'll, the band, the band, and the podcast almost broke up because of it. 
I yeah, wasn't aware yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. How how many we people had... asked you? How many people asked you if like how you were going to do the band once you moved to Dallas? That's true. I pretty much everyone, especially anyone over the age of thirty, asked me that. Um, uh, so yeah, I did get a lot of um, you know how are you going to do that, and I was, you know. I was driving already to go to work at the calculator store from uh, Denton to Dallas, you know, and I did that drive twice a day there and back. And um, because I did that, you know, I did that drive, you know, five times a week, and now I pretty much only do it once a week. So uh, if anything, I would say that it's uh, a lot easier now. Um, Yeah. I think we may have lost Dave. Did we lose Dave? Yeah, we, no, he's back for me. He's, yeah, he's moving for me. I just, I think yeah. we're fro- I think we're he, frozen. He can't hear us though. Uh, maybe we well, shouldn't this address is, things. This is what 2020 is about. Oh no, it's fine to address it. Uh, yeah, I think I I think that it, it it's makes, gonna be real fun to edit. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Your move to Dallas and it uh it definitely like yeah I mean it's not. It does suck to have to drive to Denton, but you only have to do it like, you know, once a week maybe. So it just makes it a lot easier. Yeah, it's definitely made my life a thousand times easier. Um, yeah. What What about you guys? You guys had anything exciting happen? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this not at all. A, this is so stressful to watch because <laughs> people are just dropping in and out from this call while I'm trying to, you know, just keep going. Oh, yeah, we're trying to have a goddamn conversation. People keep leaving. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like, I, I had some pretty big life changes in that I left the job that I was at, and now I'm trying a new thing. Uh, just, like, kind of being my own boss and all that stuff. And I think that uh, I, I'm really happy with that decision until uh, the world exploded. But uh there's i mean there's not much anyone can do about that so i just kind of have to wait it out and then i can continue to be happy about my decision yeah i i think in the long run that'll definitely work out for you uh i think uh it's definitely uh not i i don't know what i'm trying to say (laughs) you said you said let's clarify jackson said no video gags and then proceeds to shine a light at us (laughs) Stop it! But Stop no, no it. video gags. No video gags. I just we only, have to ignore only for it. Jackson. We have to ignore it. Yeah, I thought about prior to this, you know, basically how I typically uh, prepare for any of these podcasts is I will. I'm always reading music news as if it were regular news, um, instead of in lieu of regular news because I find it more uh, exciting and less depressing usually, and uh, but. Uh, I did that a little bit. I went through Rolling Stone and Pitchfork and Consequence of Sound to look at uh, their news, and it's all the same right now. So, uh, you know, it's just, you know, basically who is canceling shows, who is rescheduling shows, who is sick, all that kind of stuff. So I, uh, I, instead of having a long laundry list, I uh, decided, you know, we all know the news currently. Yeah. Yeah. 
I am excited though that uh, Pearl Jam is coming out with a new record tomorrow. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But have you heard the single? Uh, which one? I don't know. I only heard one of them, and it was. Uh, I I don't know if it was good or bad. Honestly, like I I had a lot of thoughts as it happened, and uh, it it was really confusing. It surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, it's great. If it's if it, I think we're talking about the same one. Um, what's it called? A clairvoyance or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, dude, I I love that song. It like it like kind of bored me halfway through, but it was very different and cool, and I'm excited to hear what an album like with that song on it would sound like. Yeah, yeah. I and then I promptly like I was like, oh, maybe I do like Pearl Jam, and I went back and tried to listen to a bunch of their other discography, and I was like, uh, I don't really dig it <laughs> too much. So this yeah, whole no, it's time, not good. I, this whole Jackson, time, I thought okay? y'all were talking about Pearl Earl, and I was like, "Holy shit, they're just going off on them. I was like, "Guys, they know us." For some people who don't know, Pearl Earl is a local Denton band. <laughs> Holy shit! I was like, "Damn!" I mean, shots fired. It's okay that you don't like a local band, but holy shit, you were. I saw I, I saw your hands going up and I was like, well, what? I mean, we're not we're talking. I, yeah, about, are you I, offended I by Pearl Jam like shit talk? I mean, okay. it's not even really shit talk. Now I'm totally on board with you. So uh, I guess this is a good <laughs> thing. So like, like we'll definitely hit uh, the, um, you know, negatives of uh, COVID-19, which uh, we have not mentioned by name yet. Uh, but. There are some positives, uh, silver linings, as I have tried to say, because it's hard to say positive right now. I try to use the term yeah. silver lining. It seems a little less uh, on the nose, I guess. Um, but silver lining, uh, there seems to be some artists uh, that just are dropping music, whether or not they were already working on it uh, or uh, were never planning on releasing it or uh, were just done with it and were waiting for a release, you know, maybe in uh the following months uh but i know uh childish gambino it seems like pearl jam's about to release an album uh nine inch nails just released a bunch of albums today oh what just yeah just two but yeah okay yeah, i'm but sorry still. they released two albums out of nowhere yeah i mean it's it's i a, mean the out of nowhere part yeah it's a weird time and i think that like it uh, like the live streaming of shows the sudden release of music i mean it's it's a weird response because I think that on some level it's like we don't know how to respond because like we're losing gigs, we're losing like release opportunities, we're losing et cetera, et cetera. But it, it kind of opens doors to try new things and to try to just release shit and just try to promote it in that moment instead of like make this big plan or like, Hey, let's live stream a show and not worry about the, like the people that come cause it's going to be online forever. The one, the one thing that like, like this, like the cynic in me has that it has to say is that, I I really appreciate everybody who's live streaming right now. Uh but like it's it it just there there's a weird like ego thing when you put your Venmo and all that shit up and that's the reason you're live streaming. If you're live streaming for fun, that's fine, but if you're live streaming and try to try to make money, I mean, I don't know, man. You got 10 viewers that's super duper cool, but I don't know if you're going to make any money and it sucks that you're not making money right now, but it's just it's it's a it's a weird like if you're doing it for fun, that's cool. If you make money, cool. But I don't know. It's it 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 
maybe I'm just an asshole. Who knows? No, no, I agree. No, I was, it's I was good thinking, as a yeah. marketing thing. Yeah. But I was thinking about that too, in terms of like, I have, you know, everyone's trying to figure out what they can do to stay afloat. Um, but I do find it funny that people are all of a sudden expecting that, you know, your online lessons are going to get busier because you don't have a teaching gig. Right. So it's unfortunate, but it's also like, well, what do you expect? Good, good on people for trying. And I support that fully, but I'm not about to start taking online lessons just because there's a, you know, a shortage of in-store lessons or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, but I, I also, I also feel rude for saying that, but it's, it's more just cynical. Yeah, I think I think it is cynical, but I also think it's like a, some level of of realistic. There's some level of realistic there that it's like you have to you have to understand that like I mean when you're hustling to get lessons or get gigs, yeah, you post online, but at the same time you uh, also have to just like message people or like you know you ha there's there's multiple levels of the hustle, and I guess we're only seeing one level because we see what everyone posts online, so it is a way to put yourself out there. But at the same time, it's it, it does somewhat seem like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I deserve your money. But, like, all my friends on Facebook are musicians, so it's like all of them are doing this. Yeah. You just imagine how many awkward, uh, less, like, pity lessons are happening. Right? Yeah, that sucks. You know, I, I would you would think that that's probably happening. But, you know, honestly, with the way a lot of people are acting, I bet it's not i bet that's just something that we think is happening but like i i mean just out of the way that i have interacted just outside of music but uh with just certain things that are typically normal in day-to-day -day life uh uh you know people are not doing things just based off of uh fear and rightful fear at that but uh it definitely it brings up the you know the weirdness of a society and how so it, it kind of breaks down pretty quickly uh, when there's one hitch thrown in the plan. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely a guilty party of the whole thing because I like I I 100% like hustled like all the shit on Bandcamp that I've recorded that I've been a part of and of trying course. to get people to buy it because it's like hey. I like this is a great time to support artists if you can uh but it there there was a weird conflicting thing in me for like a like a little bit where it's like I don't I mean people aren't making money I mean it's not just artists it's not just musicians that are everyone's struggling everyone's having a hard time yeah. so yeah. it's it's definitely a thing where I I I wanted to hustle it but at the same time it's 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 hard to make that decision. I mean, I, I texted a lot of people about doing online lessons and I felt so like skeevy about it. Like, Hey, I know you probably aren't making a lot of money, but if you want to pay me 30 bucks, you know, right. I'm set up for right. online lessons. So uh, and I, th there, are, you know, and uh, you know, going back to the whole live, uh, live streaming stuff. I mean, for me, you know, for the first week so we're as we record this about you know a week and a half into this almost two weeks and uh you know for that first week there was a bunch of bands that and artists that i was seeing not necessarily local so like ben gibbard's doing it every night uh ben gibbard of death cat for cutie and i've been watching those off and on and they've been really fun 
and then AJJ has been doing it. Taking Back Sunday was doing it tonight. There's these uh, online festivals. And, you know, I was enjoying it at first. But I will say I have not financially chipped anything in. And then also, you know, when I'm really thinking about a concert, I, I, I do watch concert and live videos on YouTube frequently. But it pales in comparison i mean it's just it's not the same so and the concert is not just about the music when you're talking about bigger bands it is about the shared connection and i've read all these articles talking about you know is it ethical in today's day and age to have uh touring when we have environmental concerns and how a lot of people argue even though there are a lot of environmental issues with uh um uh, touring that most politicians and people who advocate uh, and climate scientists uh, they don't they are very they tiptoe around that because they are very aware that um, you know uh, it, it's part of uh, human culture to need to be able to put down the phone for a second to be able to actually share a um, an experience around people because more and more as the years go on that's becoming a little bit harder for us you know and it's the same and yeah of course different. yeah yeah i think also too it'd be, it'd be really cool to think about a world in which like where we could feasibly have uh your favorite band do like a oculus rift you know pay-per-view like a con yeah pay-per-view concert where you could also have your friends have a chat, the people you would go to that concert with. Because then you think about musicians being able to just stay home instead of having to tour for six months of the year. Yeah. Or being able to tour and just tour through, okay, what is the most environmentally, economically, uh, and, you know, schedule-wise uh, best way for you. And you're still able, able to tour, so fans are able to go see you live, but let's just say you're playing in the big cities. You're playing somewhere in California, uh, Chicago, and New York City, so people who want to either fly out or come see you will still see you, but then also you'll have like a 360 camera in the crowd or something, and you know, yeah. people in, people in uh, the UK can, you know... Because I, I know in some instances, there's a, the guitar player from Incubus, he created this company where you can uh, bring headphones to their their shows and other people's shows where you put the headphones in and you get a live stream, like Bluetooth stream of the board, of the soundboard where the artist is playing. And so you can hear exactly what they're hearing in their in-ear mix. Yeah, I think that's uh, an app called Mix Halo. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I don't know I've if we've already talked about it on the show. Used but... it. Yeah, I've never personally uh, uh, used it, but I've I would love to. In some in some cases I would rather hear that than the than the actual live like just my ears hearing what's going on. Yeah, just imagine doing that for like a really technical metal band or someone like Radiohead and like just being able to hop around and be like, Okay, I'm in Tom York's mix, now I'm in Philip Selway's mix. It's just like that would just be badass. It'd yeah, be weird be, for the band though. That would be pretty cool actually. Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. be that would be super duper goofy to go to most metal shows, hop in the drummer's mix and hear either all click and a tiny bit of bass or like 
all click and like a tiny bit of backing track. I mean, it's like like it, it would be really really interesting to hear what like Blake Richardson from Between the Buried and Me. I bet all he has is click and a little bit of the track. That's it. It would also be embarrassing for like I'm sure some lead singers and guitar players only have themselves in there and nothing oh, else. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever? So there are actual. Uh, you can get uh, like. Uh, I don't think it's Anthony. It was John Frusciante's. Uh, there are some concerts that somebody got his in-ear mix, and it is literally, like, everybody, you can, it's basically, you can hear Flea and a little bit of Chad Smith, and Anthony Kiedis is all the way off. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love that. Makes That's sense. <laughs> they could be selling that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so uh, that's really in, funny in relation to the live concerts thing. Uh, everybody's everybody's announcing like the return of stuff. So, have you guys looked at a calendar for festivals in September or October? No, is it no. fucked? No, it's fucked. There's some. There are some uh, weekends where, like Friday Saturday, there are like seven massive festivals happening in that same weekend. They're just all—they're all migrating to. I think some of them are earliest August, but majority of is, is like September and October. It's the same thing for like every kind of festival. So like VidCon, like the YouTube, the YouTuber thing, that went to the fall. Um, but it's—it's just—it—it like if you look at the calendar, it's all just stacked. It's all in one. So this is like, kind of a <clears throat> selfish silver lining, but for me, whenever I think of festivals, I think of summer festivals, and we live in Texas all four of us do and like the summer festivals we're going to are hot as shit like no matter what they're hot as shit the big bands we're going to see play at night or they play right as we're going in tonight so it starts to cool down but like by that time you're just inundated with sweat and exhaustion so it's a different experience than like a you know a summer festival in chicago which it still gets hot there but it's definitely when you're talking about between 80 degrees in the sun and 100 degrees in the sun, it, it jumps up pretty quick. So uh, yeah, a silver lining to that is like, man, I've been to a couple of festivals that were uh, like, I think in Austin, Texas, uh, that were in October. And man, it was beautiful. Like the just the weather. Yeah, that's very true. There, there, there definitely is that positive if we're, uh, if we're still going to get the festivals then. Um, I mean, and like tours and everything. I've yeah, seen that- all these tours move to there too. That would be my yeah. question: Is is all that going to happen in the fall still? Because it seems exactly. like the better deal is to not make plans yet for the fall. I, I think it depends like, on which side of the coin you're. It depends on which side of the coin you're on, because some people are saying this will be over by Easter. Uh, some, some, some people, people yeah. One and other and that. other other <laughs> other people who are more realistic are saying that this is going to take maybe a year. Yeah. So I mean. When you so, and this jumps outside of music as well as all of this does. I mean, none of us are pretending that this is just a music issue, but you know we're a music podcast, so that's kind of what we're pandering to. But uh, I mean, like, uh, one of the first things that I saw got uh, postponed or delayed. Uh, same thing, really. But uh, was the uh, new James Bond movie, which was supposed to come out in like a month. And uh, that was the first thing I saw, and it is coming out now in November. And, you know, when you're talking about movies and stuff, and this rings true for uh, any entertainment, 
is that you want to be the first person to get that weekend or you want to be the first person to get that venue. So it was smart of them to do that. And that kind of in the, in my entertainment, eye, I, that's when I started to see like, Oh shit's about to hit the fan. Like that, that's a massive movie. It's the 25th or no 50th, 25th film or something like that. It's a, it's a huge film for the franchise. Uh, and to see it do that, I was like, Oh man, if it's hitting this big thing that I drive past billboards every day to work, it's going to hit all the small musicians, all these smaller movies. It, yeah, it's just gotten crazy. And that was the first sign of it. And it's smart to do it early because, and you get the venue, you get the, you know, you get the weekend when we're talking about movies. So it makes sense. And it's, uh, you know, when we're talking about these live streaming, I mean, you know, I bet I could find like 30 live streams that are happening tonight that I would personally be interested in, but I live in Dallas and there's not 30 shows happening a night on a great night. There will be about five shows that I'm interested in. And that is like, you know, that's happened a handful of times, but you know, really at most, I only have to pick between two shows. Whereas like this, right, unless, it's, unless it's like a, unless it's a festival weekend or something in deep Ellum or something like that. Yeah. Whereas like this, uh, live streaming thing, you know, I'm, if, you know, I could be torn between, you know, 30 of my favorite artists. And for me, whenever it's very much like I was reading comic books pretty heavily at one point and I just stopped at some point because I was just like, there's just too much. I'm never going to read everything I want. That's a bad mentality, but that's kind of how I feel about this live streaming sometimes. It's just like, I would love to watch Ben Gibbard. I'd love to watch AJJ. I'd love to watch all these things, but like, it's just like, it's too much and it's just becoming stressful and that's not their intent of course but uh for me personally it just becomes this whole like it's more stressful to figure out which one i want to watch than to actually watch it the uh for sure oh you're good the 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 tricky part about the live streaming is is copyright stuff for a lot of smaller musicians uh i i've watched people on facebook where facebook kicked them off in the middle of their stream because they were they were playing along to a track or they played a cover of something and it was mm-hmm. uh it was against rules so they, they like they were in the middle of their stream in the middle of the song and then boom they're off that's so stupid yeah but that's interesting because you know people don't know this but uh ascap can do that to people in uh, a concert venue it's just a lot harder to stop somebody from covering music at a concert venue than it is when you're you know thrown it up for the world to see on the internet they can do that but most venues are paying ascap and bmi so they can play so they can have covers adam how do they how do you think they're navigating this where on facebook like are they if no one mentions anything in a chat and you're covering a song that's you know not supposed to be covered how do you think they're doing well, that i'm sure that facebook is listening to all the live stream audio and parsing it through some yeah, it, especially like, if you have a track. If you're pointing to a track, I guarantee you there's some type of algorithm that can pick that up, some type of AI that is able to... Yeah. There's there's a hot keyword right there for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you think about how many um, like songs it's like easy to pick up on Shazam or something like that within like right. a couple seconds, if you have that whole stream, you can probably figure out what any song is during that. Point. So there's there's probably because I imagined immediately some like some 
field full of people on computers screaming, like, going through Facebook posts and shutting off things. Uh, I mean, that also might be happening. I don't know. Probably not, but maybe. But they're all working from home right now, so I'm at that. They're they're just angrily screaming, like screaming at their computer in their underwear, like, "No, you cannot play this song." <laughs> or just or just being like, "Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah." People probably feel really good about themselves if they do report it, which is yeah. stupid. The whole thing is like, yeah. I mean, it 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 sucks because it's like you're you're trying to these local smaller musicians are trying to do a thing and i was being cynical earlier but i mean at the same time i understand that this is something this is a way to promote yourself and so they're trying to promote themselves in some way or they're just trying to have fun because i've seen a lot of people be like i miss performing so this is me being able to get my outlet out i can actually perform and feel good about it um but like they play a cover and then they're shut down and they have to keep redoing the stream like facebook doesn't block them from doing a stream again they're just nope you can't do that one anymore i'm deleting that one so no one can watch that one again and then you have to start it over that's crazy i was thinking about i was thinking about like uh what speaking of joe rogan i was watching joe rogan today he had burt kreischer on two comedians and they were talking about how weird it's going to be to take two three or four months off and then just jump back up on stage and try to get back into it that's that's honestly going to be i thought about that a lot recently that's going to be such a weird thing one from a booking perspective like for the local musicians it's going to be super weird as soon as like shows can happen again it's like everyone's going to be hopping on that so i thought to myself do i text to my local booking people and or call them the day of or do i give them a break because everyone's going to be calling them emailing them texting them uh but then at the same time it's like we're going to have shows every single fucking like we're i mean there are already shows constantly every single week and weekend but it's going to be insane to see when it finally happens how many shows are happening in what span and if we're going to be able to like handle that well because then you deal with the people who are like i want to go out and i want to see stuff so they're going to start going to shows to start going to bars but they're going to go to everything or they're going to go to nothing or it's like so you're going to play a show that's going to have a lot of people at it and then you're going to play another show the next night where there's going to be no one because everyone's at the other shows you know there's way too right. much going on so it's way too oversaturated way too fast jackson do you, do you think people are going to be showing up to shows or do you think they're going to be too afraid to go out it really depends and i think it depends on where you are um so like somewhere like denton i think it, the pendulum could swing either way i think you know there's going to be enough people who are going to be dealing with the anxiety of being literally quarantined to their house for months that it is going to be difficult just for anyone you know uh to just walk out of your house like that it's you know a weird adjustment but then you know where i live in dallas like I just know as soon as things open back up, the actual the neighborhood that I live in, it is going to be fuck city. I just know that, oh. like you know, yeah, it, they they fuck keep talking. Up, yeah, they keep talking about how uh, there's going to be a new baby boom after this. I know exactly where it's fucking starting in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely like uh, it's it's a super it's a super weird thing. Uh, I've seen a lot of people who are very angry that they have to stay in, and they're like they're gonna they're gonna go out as soon as they can, as soon as something lifts or they can leave their house, they're gonna leave their house. So as soon as a show happens, as soon as a thing 
a thing anywhere at a place happens, they're going to go to it because that's their right. chance. It's finally right. their chance to get out. And it's, I mean, on some level, there's a lot of stupidity there. And on some level, I also understand because who knows how long at that point we'll have been in our houses and we're going to want to get out. So, I knows? mean, I can already, I can already say that like I've been in my house, I haven't left my house in probably close to 48 hours. And that's the first time that's happened. I would say in the last 20 years. Like, I, 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 I haven't even left my house. I just want to point out that it's okay for you to go outside and, and yeah. walk no, around. No, for sure. No, I just haven't. I'm what just am making I gonna, sure everybody knows that. It's, I'm, <laughs> but. I'm not going to, what, am I going to go exercise or go for a walk or some shit? I'd rather just stay home and, like, I'm tired, I'm man. <laughs> I, I, I did post on my Instagram yeah. story today. I posted a, a picture of my workout stuff uh, talking about how I felt, you know, this has, like, been a really nice thing for me to... Uh, relax and kind of get out of the mindset of all that's happening and i i said on my story i said what what, what's working for you and dave's response was naps yeah dude (laughs) yeah i there was a girl that i'm friends with on facebook who said all right fuck it i'm getting prison jacked (laughs) (laughs) it's really interesting when you think about that yeah it's interesting when you think about that because you know I've always thought, like, you know, if I was ever stuck in, you know, whatever it may be, like, if society goes underground, or if I was, yeah, if I was stuck in prison, thank you for helping me to that one. Um, (laughs) If I was ever actually stuck in a, you know, a room or a building for that long, what would I do? Would I read all the books? Would I get a doctorate? Would I do all that kind of stuff? And this is, uh, this is me right now. I would, uh, you know, play a fuck ton of video games. Uh, start fuck and stop. yes, dude. <laughs> start and stop a ton of books. Pick up a guitar, thinking I'm gonna be productive, and realize nah. Uh, anxiety by a guitar. Uh, that you know. Let's see if I even play it. Uh, it it's been fun. It you get to know yourself real well. So I, agree. I have a question for you, Jackson. Are you still working? from home or no yes i am the suspense was killing us (laughs) 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 oh that's great that's so everyone in my house is working from home everyone so yes i I, I didn't know if if jackson still was and because that would be a factor in how much other stuff are you doing yeah Yeah. i'm working super hard and it's just like it'll never stop yeah i'm Uh, i'm not i'm not working from home i've just got time and it's really weird yeah it's it's definitely really weird to to have all this time i mean like i'm legitimately my sleep schedule has been fucked like my sleep schedule wasn't good before by any means but now it's like a thousand percent more fucked that I'm like staying up until four or five in the morning watching whatever bullshit like Tiger King. It's so good. Um, it, it's, but, it's horribly stressful. Did you finish it? No, I did. I Heather, uh, my fiance was watching. Uh, like she started watching it, and I jumped in like three episodes in. I watched one episode, and I was like, I can't do this. I can't yeah, handle it's it. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. I mean, it, it, it's reminiscent to if anyone's ever watched Abducted in Plain Sight, that Netflix stock, and it's like it's like every every like twenty minutes or so, there's a major um, 
like reveal or big thing that happens and uh that happens but it's a seven episode like series about joe exotic who owns a bunch of fucking tigers it's crazy uh did you did you finish it i have one episode left i i Uh. i've watched all i watched six episodes last night oh my god (laughs) yeah it's a lot it's it is a lot it is a lot. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's that's what I'm saying is that like everything is like fucked. I'm just sitting around and like I, I'm staying up too late watching whatever because I don't I don't have any like guilt right now about fucking my sleep schedule or about staying up and watching whatever. And I thought I would and I did for a little bit, but then I said fuck it. I'm just gonna do it anyway. And it's especially funny because uh, one of my uh, best friends who I played in a band with he. Uh, he recently he, he he's had a baby she just turned a year um and so he's he keeps making the joke like i've been in self-quarantine for a year now and everyone's just <laughs> catching up to me yeah that's, that's pretty funny that's yeah, pretty accurate I, it, it's weird because there have been you know i i listen nothing is different in my day-to-day life when it comes to music i listen and i play a ton of music and but I have noticed a couple things like I'm I currently one of the books I just started was uh, Meet Me in the Bathroom, which is um, that book about the um, uh, New York City uh, uh, rock revival scene from 2001 to 2011. So, uh, you know, talking about Interpol, the Strokes, the yeah, 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 all that. And I kind of thought about this before starting the book. And then as soon as I started, I was like, oh, yeah, this definitely does feel as weird as I thought it was going to. That it's weird reading this book that is reminiscent of a time that's like talking about like people hail this as like one of the best times for garage rock and alt rock. And it's, it's weird, this kind of like idealized thing. And I'm like, wow, it's really strange reading this thing, talking about how great things were when you're literally stuck in your house <laughs> thinking of like, oh, man, it would be great right now to just go see a shitty movie in the theaters. Like not even like not even dream big and be like, I want to go to fucking Europe. Just like something as simple as like, I would like to go down the street and see my friends play a cover show. That would be right. And then, you know, so I'm getting these weird feelings. And then even today I was watching a music video and, uh, it was a taking back Sunday music video. And it was a real simple music video. Just them playing, uh, their instruments in a house. And I was just thinking of like, man, that would be fucking great right now to just like record a music video. That's not something that I typically yearn for. I just want everyone to know that. I'm not just sitting at home like, fuck yeah, I just got to record a music (laughs) video. But I was sitting there watching it and I was like, man, those fucking five guys just like hanging out, doing this fucking like, you know, really cinematography, all, all that shit. And I was just like, oh man, that looks amazing and i was like wow this is hitting me harder than i thought it was and it's just weird and you know getting into that whole uh you know the basic uh you know everyone knows to keep their hygiene up but like the basic uh mental health type stuff like i mean like i go to therapy frequently but like on top of that like you know in this situation like i've you know made sure to text people call people i literally uh, I live with my girlfriend and I one night since this quarantine have been in this house alone. And like, as soon as I was alone, I was like, holy shit, I need to call all my friends who, uh, 
live alone because I was like, one night I was alone and I started to feel like, oh, what if I was like this for months? That's real rough. So like it really like, and that's not me trying to be cutesy. It was just me like, I really realized like, oh, I have it lucky that I have human interaction at this time, that there are people who don't right. have that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I I called a good friend of mine and I was like, hey, just calling you to see how you're doing. And he was like, why? What? Like he said, apparently two other people have called him and they were checking in on him as well. And uh, he was like, do you guys worry about me regularly? And I'm like, no, dude, it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, I mean, yes, but also no, it's just a different scenario, you know, like in, in thinking about having that moment where you go, oh, I'm so glad I get to be quarantined with my significant other. And then you think about, what about, oh, what about so-and-so that doesn't have their significant other or, or anyone in their vicinity? It's like, it's just such a different thing that no one knows how to handle. Because I know for me, like, my lifestyle has changed drastically. Oh, very yeah. drastically. And I'm, I'm, welcome, I'm welcoming it very much because I'm just like, oh, okay. I have the time, like, I've thought about when I was really busy and hectic. Boy, I wish I could just have a couple of days to myself. And I'm getting that. Yeah. And I'm enjoying I it. I think before we wrap uh, wrap up this episode, I, we'll go into our normal segments. But uh, I think what I want to kind of like wrap up this, uh, you know, whole conversation into is just, you know, kind of what I was saying of like, not the positives of the situation, but the silver linings, because there are a ton of silver linings in my life that I'm seeing. Of course, there's a lot of negativity, but if we're being honest, that's just life in general. There's a lot of negativity. It just seems that it's having a wide impact right now. So like it just try to see the silver linings, be kind to each other, be kind to yourself, that kind of thing. Yeah. The silver linings has been such a, it's been such a hard thing sometimes to find. Uh, but I mean, it's so important. I mean, it, it like whenever I find them and I'm able to like really sit in them, it, it has made the fucking world a difference. It has yeah. made a world of difference to just like be like it's time to care about this now, or like it's time to enjoy this for fucking once instead of stressing about that, you know. Um, and it's just I don't know. It, it, yeah. Sometimes you feel guilty about it, but you have to do it. Yeah, for sure. I have two questions, uh, and that, then we'll be done with the episode. First question is: so we're not going to have tour stories today, but. What I think we can talk about. What was the last concert y'all saw? My last concert. I'll go ahead and start oh, since I have the mic. Uh, my last concert, and I, I hope it's not my last concert ever. But uh, you know, it wouldn't be the worst concert. Uh, I I saw Silver Sun pickups at the House of Blues here in Dallas, and I love that band. They, uh, you know, they're one of those bands that I keep forgetting how good they are. And then I will happen to pick up a record or I'll happen to, you know, I just happen to see that they were in town and a friend and I went to go see them. And I was just like, I'm always blown away by them. They're badass. They're lead singer, his lyrics and the way he plays and sings at the same time. Guitar, incredible. Drummer has the hi-hat that's like 10 feet in the air. Uh, sorry, not hi-hat, <laughs> crash. Um, but yeah, that was my last concert and it was immensely joyful. But uh, I do sincerely hope I get to go to concerts soon because I've had two musicals canceled and uh, it, it seems 
just inbound that the Coheed show that I'm going to is going to be canceled. Yeah, for sure. The last concert I went to, like for a touring band, was Theo Katzman, and I went with Hagen. Yeah, that was that was my answer too. Yeah, and that was incredible. But technically, the last band I saw live was a Blake Shelton cover band. <laughs> Dude, uh, the last the last gig I played was a Moniker gig. That yeah. was the last uh, show of any kind I went to. Was it the Harvest House one? It was the Harvest yeah. House Moniker gig. Yeah, that was the last gig I, I played. I should really know that. <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> Did you forget you're in a band? Yeah. Adam, do you know what your last concert was? Uh, Like, touring concert was uh, when I was in L.A. in October, so it's been a while. It yeah. was Nick okay. Cave on his uh, oh, okay. thing. Yeah. Of course, of course. So, so if you had to wrap yeah. up your uh, live concert uh, history, your live concert career like that, that wouldn't be a bad way for you. For me? No. No, yeah. that was really cool. The whole, it was the show and then the Q&A kind of thing, back and forth, yeah. so where he said the dirty words at the Disney concert hall. Yeah, that was a pretty great idea, though. <laughs> um, so, Hagen, did you have something before I go into what we're listening to? Well, uh, I guess two things. Uh, one is that Theo Katzman was amazing. Uh, it was one of, my, one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. What really sucked, he toured for two months, and he had to cancel his last two dates. He was almost done with a two-month tour, and he lost his last two fucking dates. That's like that. That That's has, has got to be like one of the most heartbreaking things to see. Like you almost finished it, and then nope. And, and it was his most. It was his most successful tour to date. Mm-hmm. Like everything sold out, basically. I bet that was super bittersweet for him, because like I imagine at the end of two months, you're probably just like, okay, yeah, I could take the break, but then also there is that like man i was just so close to finishing it like the home stretch that kind of thing um so at and we have to all be very careful with this when we talk about what we're listening to because i know we're listening and seeing so many movies and video games well, wait. so uh well wait one what? second we can get a we can get a live hey listen uh oh <laughs> we can get a we can get a live hey listen kara <laughs> Pepper's coming too. The puppy's coming. Hopefully, she's not too loud. Oh. So get right there, and then you gotta. Then you just gotta say, "Hey, listen." Hey, listen. <laughs> get out of here! I you wish. Dog. I wish that somebody had uh, like screen captured that. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a live. Hey, listen. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I've been listening to Dawes and... <laughs> what the fuck? I Do you, you want to know what's at the top quit. of my note? What? The top of my note was that Dave is listening to Dawes. Yeah, dude. Can you show us? I mean... Or is that on your, uh, like, a digital note? No. Yeah. I, I'm, no oh, Adam's. Yeah. Uh, no, I've also I've also been listening to uh, the lead singer or the bass player from Incubus just released a new album, Ben Kenny. The album's called Must Be Nice. And then I checked out the new Childish Gambino record, 
and I didn't like it at all. Oh, it sounds shit. like it was uh, bad from most people I've heard. Yeah, I didn't like it. His last album was way better for me, personally. He, uh, yeah, that I checked it out earlier today when I found out it came out because I haven't even paid attention. And the first reaction I had was, I don't think I'm going to listen to it again. So, yeah, not great. So, uh, I, what I've been listening to, I've been playing a ton of video games and reading books. I told you guys that. But uh, specifically, yeah. I'm gonna just limit. I'm gonna limit myself to one. Uh, no, two things. So since we uh, last uh, uh, been on the show, I've been listening to a ton of like singer songwriters, that kind of stuff. But specifically, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Phoebe Bridgers and also uh, Nathaniel Rateliff. Those are way like two polarizing types of uh, music, but both singer songwriter esque and it. It's been super fun. I, I wrote a song that was kind of singer-songwriter-esque because of that, and uh, we are recording right now, and the the band is, Moniker's recording, and um, yeah, that song came out way better than I thought it was, and I did not think it was going to be a Moniker song, and then I was listening to it along with the other song, and then I was like, this, this fucks. This fucks. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but... Nathaniel Rateliff is like currently so I can't listen to Phoebe Bridgers right now because she's just a little too uh, sad for me in the current state of affairs and I think she would probably agree but uh, Nathaniel Rateliff is just kind of like that perfect blend of like you know it's upbeat but then it also gets emotional when it needs to be and uh, personally I'm really kind of liking that right now and also Nathaniel Rateliff just like like as a person reminds me of uh uh, the dudes from Astro Motel. So that's kind of nice. That's nice. That's very nice. I can see that. I can see that. It's really warm. It, like, it, it kind of, you know, it uplifts me because I'm like, oh, I kind of feel close to this guy even though I don't know him. But he reminds me of people that I do feel close to. So, yeah. Uh, Hagen, what are you listening to? Um, I'm listening to... Um... Okay, so I'm I'm gonna do like three that are kind of in the same vein that are similar genre, but they're really really cool. Um, so uh, Four Years Strong released an album called Brain Pain that's really really cool. Uh, it's a little bit heavier than their past stuff, but I mean they're oh god, what are they? Uh, I I think people call them easy core is their genre, easy core instead of hardcore. Yeah, uh, it's it's like happy metal is the way I like to think about it, but it's it's really cool, really cool stuff. Um, uh, there's a band called Hot Mulligan that I found, um, and their album You'll Be Fine is really, really cool. It's like, I don't know, the the vocals remind me of like screamy emo stuff, but the songwriting is, is like pretty indie and interesting. Um, and then a band I've talked about before on here is called Orchards. They're really cool. It's like a, if anyone's listened to our other guests, Terra Collective and Tomcat, it's like the two of them were one band instead of two. Um, so they're super cool. Um, and I'll, I'll leave it there. I've got, uh, I've got a bunch of other shit that's been really, really fun to listen to, but I'll leave it with those three. They're, they're kind of all in the same vein. Upbeat shit. Upbeat shit's been really, uh, giving me, giving me life. Adam. Cool. Um, I've been watching, uh, (laughs) sorry. It seemed like a long delay on my end. So I was, I I was waiting. I particularly laughed. I particularly laughed at Jackson just pointing and yelling, "Adam!" Yeah. <laughs> and and then the long pause before anything happened. <laughs> yeah. 
this is this is great. We're, this is the new show, guys. Just lots of delay. It feels normal to me. It feels great. Yeah. Yeah, it probably does. Uh, so I, I've been watching a show that uh started a few weeks ago called Devs, and um, found a new band I like out of that uh, called Low, which I don't y'all might have heard of before. I'd never heard of them, uh, but they put out like a dozen or so albums. Um, so I've been checking them out, and that's cool. And then uh, on uh, the day Bandcamp was donated all their proceeds and stuff, uh, found a new band that I like that's a jazz fusion kind of thing, uh, Malheur, M-A-L-H-E-U-R. So yeah, found some new music on uh, last Friday. Cool. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's great. So uh, we appreciate if anybody... Uh, stuck through with us and hopefully i've done a great job at editing and if i haven't adam edited it so uh you know (laughs) i we all really appreciate it we hope everyone's doing well uh we're hoping you know next week or the week after you know if we're doing this uh we'll probably still be doing it remote just to stay safe but uh we'll uh try and have like a a normal topic you know kind of keep it upbeat I think we had a topic that we had planned for a, a while ago that would probably be fun right now. So, uh, hope everyone's doing well. Yeah. Um, I got nothing else. Stay safe, Either. everybody. Stay in fucking side, please. Stay home. Stay home. Woohoo! <laughs>